Hello, everyone. Hi, you motherfucking cuties. Ooh, <laughs> hit him with the spice. Hit him with the spice. <laughs> it's Malenstein, and we are back again with one cute drink. Thank you for joining us. Here we are with another episode. Cheers, Mal. Cheers. So, I'm sure we've already decided that Mal and I just have all these <laughs> different... Things happening with our mics at all times, so today we are sharing one mic, but I think maybe you probably can't tell. Yeah, we tested it out before we started officially recording, and we are sharing one microphone, but I think the sound should be okay. If at any point it's not, just bear with us because we're doing what we can to get these fire episodes out to our million listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing you that content that you've been dying and waiting for. We've been waiting for it. I know. You guys, we are so excited today to be talking to you and also for our hot plans after our record session. But first, which one will I tell you first? Okay, so today we're actually going to be talking about music, specifically EDM, which is something that Mal and I have a deep desire, passion, fiery, blazing campfire in our hearts for i obviously like assume that throughout our episodes we'll talk more about different genres but today is an edm day especially because it is festival season and with everything going on none of us get to go to any maybe in like later in the summertime but as of right now everything's been canceled concerts shows if you live in colorado you know that red rock season is fully upon us and we can't be there so yeah, today we'll be talking about EDM, festivals, things like that, kind of like why we love it so much, all the fun things, and then I'll tell you about Illegal Pete's later. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we are so excited to be talking about music today. As you might know, or maybe you don't know, Christine and I are huge music lovers, and one thing, I know that some people feel differently about calling the genre EDM EDM because some people it it can get very specific so there's so many different subgenres for me I I don't know I call it EDM just because to me I know that there's so many different flavors of EDM that's how I like to look at it yeah and so I do consider it all one genre but there's so many different flavors of it and I actually was looking at this little chart earlier where this person really doesn't like it call, being called EDM, but to each their own. I just think that's the <laughs> easiest way. Because what else would you call it, you know? Like, you can't call it techno because techno is its own thing. Right. So I feel like EDM describes it as a whole. I agree. Especially because you and I love so many different types of EDM mm-hmm. that I would like to group it as that because... Like, depending on our mood, sometimes I'm in a heavy, heavy bass mode. Sometimes I just want to be in the clouds and be a sad girl with Said the Sky. And sometimes I'm just feeling a little bit weird and I just want to listen to some dubstep or even, like, house music, do a little shuffles. There's so many different things. So I think just calling it EDM as a whole for now, at least for this episode, and just talking about what we're going to talk about, I think that correctly portrays what we're trying to say. I agree. Some of these genres I think are very obvious and well-known, but some of these make me laugh. I mean, there's happy hardcore, gabber, hardstyle, there's funky breaks, um, what else is in here? Jungle, unsure if I know 
exactly what that one would be. Can't name a tropical house. Th- I would think maybe. Well, I think when I think of jungle, I think of tropical house. Oh, okay, that totally makes sense. But I don't know if that would be the same because down tempo, glitch, hip house, deep house, acid house. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many different subgenres of the whole genre EDM, and we're just going to be talking about all of it today, which we are so excited about. And yeah, as Christine mentioned, it is a sad summer for music lover, concert goers, especially living here in Denver. We're so blessed to live in a city where the music culture is so live and so hopping all year round. Honestly, when mu- like the music scene is normal here, you can probably catch a concert any night of the year because there's so any many night, different venues. Monday through Sunday. Absolutely. Monday through Sunday, a couple weeks ago... Would have been Bass Nectar Freestyle Sessions. That's definitely a very important day, or actually a very important weekend to us. More so Mal, because she's been part of the Bass Fam a lot longer than I have. But every year, we always look forward to freestyles, and it's such a great weekend. We always plan the biggest activities, even outside. Okay, this is how you know we've grown up as far as the pregame, because (laughs) normally, you know, when you think pregame before a show, you go get some drinks, maybe a snack or an appetizer from like a close bar or something like that, or you're going to like a friend's house. But freestyle sessions last year, we truly outdid ourselves. Shout out to our bestie James, because we came through to the lots with crudite hey excuse me black bean hummus what excuse me like full-on like blue corn tortilla chips we had a f- olive medley it was, it was <laughs> i feel like the youngsters walking by were like who invited the 45 year olds <laughs> i know because the thing is is we do like to have a good time but we just like to eat healthy snacks. I yeah, no, that was such a good call. I always feel on show days, I get so excited that I don't eat as much as I probably should before going to the show. So if somebody Same. else can take charge of that, like our good friend James did, it's always, I just appreciate it so much because I still sometimes just forget that I need to eat a little bit more on show days. So yeah, having a little hummus, blue corn tortilla. <laughs> Yeah, and it's obviously better to just fill your body with nutrients rather than not great stuff. Before we deep, deep dive, I do want to make one small kind of disclaimer. If there are any of you out there that are struggling or dealing with any type of addiction or anything like that, we are going to be touching on some experimental slash recreational substance use. So if that bothers you in any way or if you feel uncomfortable listening to us talk about that, you definitely don't have to listen to this episode. Um, We just want to be as open and honest as we can. So just a quick heads up, and here we go. Thank you, Seen, for doing that. Yeah, like she said, it might be mentioned. We might talk. This will probably be the first of many episodes about going to shows and music and experiences, so it could get brought up in the future, and we will always... Make sure to let you guys know, because if it's something you're not into, we totally respect that, and we'll let you know ahead of time before you check out the episode. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, because with all the concerts and everything being canceled or postponed, 
I know that a lot of companies and artists are coming together for virtual um, festivals. How do you feel about that? I I think that, okay, I feel two different ways about it. I feel, for one, I think it's so beautiful and so cool of all these artists to be doing that. So it's because people rely on music for so many reasons. I know for me, when we actually can go to shows, I look at it as, of course, I'm excited to see the artist itself and to be with my friends and to meet new people mm-hmm. and just it brings a different kind of energy out of me that you can't get unless you're at a show it's just a different kind of experience and so I think for people who really rely on that throughout the year and look at that as like their escape I think it's so important that these artists are still bringing it to them in some kind of way even though it's not the same watching it over the screen mm-hmm. And the other way I feel about it, I personally, I guess I just haven't really watched that many. I only watched the EDC one with you. Yeah. Just because I do think it's so cool and wonderful, but I guess I just haven't gotten into it. Well, I only ask because I kind of feel the same way. So when we first went into quarantine, Insomniac did one of the first like virtual raves, and I was all about it. I listened to it for hours. My mom went out her wild disco light. And oh my god, I remember my brother that. and I had such a great time. And it was like especially in that moment with the world feeling so kind of like crushed on that made me happy personally because I do love going to show so much. So I really love that and especially with like all of the artist lineups and whatnot. But then I kind of I don't know, because it's like if we were to actually go to shows, I wouldn't be saying I'm over shows. But a lot of these virtual shows are kind of becoming not the same, but also it's just not the same as going to a real life show, especially like you said, like meeting new people. And one of my favorite moments, like going to a show is getting out of the car and you're walking towards the venue, whether, okay, so it's more at Red Rocks, but um, when you go inside of a venue or if you're whatever venue you're in, when you get closer to the music and you can just feel like just the bass or and and you can just like feel the music you can hear the music and you're just like I think that revs me up the most because you're like let's fucking go brother hit him one time brother hit us two times yeah and you can feel as you're walking up you can feel the excitement from everybody in line and especially yeah at red rocks when you're all walking up to the venue everybody's coming from different parking lots and you're all headed to the same place and and the energy levels and just like energy the vibrations in the air oh I miss shows so, so So much. much. That is for me, yes. So to answer your question in a short roundabout way, I think it is so awesome and amazing that artists are taking the time to still bring people music, however that looks, which right now it can only be done that way. But the real energy that you experience at the venues with the crowd, it's just something that you can't do virtually. It's just... Right. It's, it's it's its own thing and it what it's what makes a show so special. So ah, I miss it so much. I would do anything to be going to a show as soon as we get done recording and just banging my head, breaking my neck. I was gonna say I'm the one two step. <laughs> I was gonna say I miss breaking my neck. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, if you I'm sure some of you might know what that means, but if you're unfamiliar, <laughs> basically when we go to shows and we're ready to have a really great time. 
Breaking your neck is just a form of headbanging. At least that's what Christine and I call it. Is that how you describe it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like all of you like hard rock fans like and metal oh, fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's like, probably when it's, well, definitely when it started. Yeah. I think, actually, I think EDM has a pretty strong punk rock origin, I guess you could say. If you're into like metal or like hard rock or anything like that, and you go to a fire show and all those people with their long hair <laughs> letting it loose, riding the rail, grabbing riding the, the rail. ends and just, or you don't even have to be on a rail, but you're just like in the middle of the crowd or you're on the edge of the stage or wherever you are and you just throw your head back and forth, up and down, around and around, swirly swirl. <laughs> Christine has the longest hair of all time. And standing next to her when you're headbanging can get a little dangerous because when that shit whips you, it hurts. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, it's always in good favor. It never makes me mad. I'm like, here we are. We're in our element. That's when you know. And I'm kind of jealous that my hair can't whip you back. So (laughs) One day. One day. Um, I think another thing about going to live shows for anyone, I feel like... When you know you have this event to go to, it's always just kind of like, especially for girls, it's always like a small stunt, like a fashion, you know? For sure. Like, ooh, who's wearing the cutest outfit or who's got the most glitter, like whatever it is. And I mean, if you go to different shows, um, as far as like country or pop, maybe you wouldn't go as extravagant as to an EDM show. But when it comes to different shows and festivals that we like to go to, I'm glittered from top to bottom like it's in my hair it's in my ears it's in my cuticles remember okay so we went to new orleans last fall for voodoo festival and it was an amazing time it was our first time ever being to new orleans and we had this really cute airbnb with our friends uh connor and ali shout out if you're listening we love you so hard and it was just us four we had the cutest airbnb in new orleans and we as in me, Christine, and Allie. I mean, Connor definitely had his own form of glitter in his hair, but when we had to leave that Airbnb, that master bathroom that we all got ready in was, I tried as much as I could sweeping it up for the owner of the house, but I just, there was no saving it. It was in the shower. It was all over the bathroom floor, the counters, like the in the bathtub, trickles down the stairs. Like, Glitter queens have just lived here for the last three days. The poor owner of that Airbnb. So this Airbnb in particular, the owner stayed in the guest house in the backyard, which is fine because she really... It was strange, but like, whatever. Um, But it was a little weird because she would pop in randomly and be like, sorry, I have to grab my raincoat. (laughs) Which... (laughs) That is kind of weird. I mean, it did rain a lot, so I understand, but... I don't know, just, like, having the owner be there. It's like, I don't want you... I also felt like we kind of had to, like, keep it tidy, even though we were with paying guests. Because it's like, if you're going to come in here, even if we're gone, like, for one, I don't need to see that we, like, have CBD or, like, um, edibles with THC in them. If we dabbled in Molly, like, I don't want you to see that on the... In the open, like, that's right. not... I mean, I don't know she was a t- would be the type of person... Well, I don't think anyone would be down for that. So, yeah, if they're the owner of the house, I think. And we're also, we are so respectful when we stay in Airbnbs. And 
I clean for a living, and so I we always make sure everything's great. But she just she did give off a weird vibe. It was just interesting how she'd pop up at the glass door. (laughs) (laughs) That was very strange. I've never had an Airbnb experience where the owner was so close and also still involved in the interior of the house. Right. Because I know, like, one time we went to California and we stayed in the guest house part of a guy's house. We never even saw him. But we never saw him. He was never in the yard. He was never outside. It was like we were in our own space. But with this, like, we could directly see into her house, like, her guest house windows, and which is fine. Like, we weren't being creeps, but at the same time, like, we don't want you seeing us be creeps. For sure. It was kind of the feeling that she gave off was almost that she was nervous that we were there because we were going to Voodoo Festival, which is obviously a common thing in New Orleans every single year for however many years it's been going on. But she just, I felt like she had a nervous vibe that we were staying and I think she was like afraid what we're going to do to the house or at least that's a vibe I picked up on. So yeah. But guess what, Mary? We're adults. We're and adults. <laughs> I think that we're actually pretty good guests when it comes to stuff like that. Like We're great guests. We just know how to treat other people's stuff. Of course, we're paying to be there, but also it's like, well, let's have our fun. And for three days, the house probably will look like a hot disaster, but I promise you when we leave, it will be just fine. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> So, New Orleans, that was quite an experience. And that was our first, well, my first festival in quite some time. Because living in Denver, like we mentioned, we're so lucky to be able to go to shows on the regular that I don't travel too much to go to festivals. So, that was quite the experience. Oh, yeah, we were talking about outfits. That's why I brought this back up. Because Mm. it is such a fun addition to the excitement of going to a show is picking out fun exciting outfits that you wouldn't normally wear if you're just going to a bar or like a club it's it's a whole it's a whole fashion world when you go to a show and also of course there are shows where you just go in regular clothes it's not a thing like every single time but yeah at least for like the big shows that are super important to us it's always so fun getting your outfits together and just wearing things you normally wouldn't wear on the streets it really is it, that actually just reminded me. And ladies, don't lie. We all love a fresh new outfit for a cute night out. And I think this all kind of maybe stemmed from when we were younger. So Mal and I were for sure the type of girls that bought hella Halloween outfits and costumes for every night of the Halloween weekend. Like if Halloween was on a Monday, we would get outfits for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and probably Monday. If it was on a Wednesday, we'd do it for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We hit every day possible to dress up because it's just fun to just get out of your normal clothes and look cute and feel cute and I don't know. And I think a lot of people hate on especially EDM festival wear because it is more provocative um, there's a lot more booty cheek, there's a lot more side boob, there's a lot more under boob. Honestly, there's a lot more everything boob except for areola, but to me, like, that's self-expression, and to go to a festival, it's like, let your freak flag fly, my guy. Yes, sister. And if you think back, but so however many hundreds of years ago when human beings were first just I guess, uh, finding themselves. I can only imagine that they were pretty free themselves. And as the years have gone on, there has been a turn in events where 
I don't know. Outfits are looked at, yeah, like you said, more provocative. But back in the day, before, way, way back when, I feel like humans were just kind of running around in their little loincloths. I was going to say loincloths. So I think it is a part of us, deep, deep rooted, that we do enjoy being a little more free when it comes to wearing clothes, especially at shows. You just want to wear something comfortable, however that looks to you. You want to be able to move and dance. Yeah, whatever makes you feel good. I would say for the most part, Mal and I aren't the type of girls to wear things that show a lot of our body. Like, obviously, we'll show a hot, like, midriff, belly button, a little bit of under cheek, a little bit of side boob. But we probably wouldn't go full force and, like, pretty much be naked. I don't know, but maybe. Yeah, I've never... For me, personally, I don't I've thought about wearing a bodysuit before but I just can't bring myself to do it and that's just me personally what makes me feel comfortable I don't like my booty cheeks being exposed even when I'm in a swimming suit I'm kind of weird about wearing like thong swimming suits like I just don't do it so I keep my cheeks just kind of in their element at the same time if that's what makes you feel cute and it makes you feel good then I fully support that just, I just don't love when people hate on it because, right? Do like it's their hate lives. Anything, like, honestly. leave them alone. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> leave Britney alone. I uh, thank you for saying that. I yeah, exactly. That's something we'll get into now. I or I guess we could get into it now. We were going to talk about the misunderstanding that comes along with the EDM culture and the music itself. And I was reading something earlier when you were touching on how you feel there's a lot of how rock and roll can tie into EDM. And this article I was reading was basically saying that there isn't like an exact date when EDM started because in the 80s they were messing around with like the 808 machine. I can't think of the exact machine that it's called, so I'm not even going to try. But that's just an example and making electronic beats that way. And rock and roll did get tied into it. And if you think of somebody like Bass Nectar, his style... For the most part, I would say is a, it's a little on the heavier side, but it's smooth heavy, if that makes sense. And he does talk about how he grew up listening to grunge rock and rock and roll. And so I think you can hear that in his beat specifically, how he kind of ties that in sometimes. And then he has a super smooth, melodic sound, romantic to my ears. I love that man so much. Talking <laughs> about long hair. I love that about him too. <laughs> I love when he throws his hair as he's performing. It's so magical. Bass Nectar, we love you. I can't wait to see you again. Snowballing off of that, another, I think, misinterpretation is I know that EDM gets a bad rep for always being, like, the type of show and the type of music that you have to take drugs for. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I fully understand why it gets that reputation, but... There are way, way, way more people in this world that actually love EDM and appreciate it genuinely because it makes them feel good. And I, Mal and I both, and multiple of our friends, like we have gone to so many shows completely sober. And don't get me wrong, I'm, the reputation isn't wrong because, of course, like things like Molly, Ecstasy, Acid obviously weed mushrooms shrooms yeah like any other any type of like psychedelic or upper or experimental drug i'm not saying it doesn't happen at shows because it does but i don't love when people say that that's everything that everybody has to do in order to enjoy these shows because i 
love the music so much that I will wake up in the morning and I'll listen to EDM. Depending on the mood I am, the depending on the mood that I'm in will either be like I'm ready to go fucking hoard <laughs> and like let's get some like excision up in here. Or sometimes I'm feeling, like, gentle, and I just want to listen to, like, a little bit of Kygo and have, like, a nice start to my morning. But at the end of the day, it makes me upset when people always say, like, anyone who likes EDM or even goes to EDM does drugs, does Molly. They don't even actually like the music. Like, they need the drugs to enjoy it. But I can honestly say that I will, if I had to give up something, like, if I were, like, okay, you can only go to EDM shows completely sober... Or you can go to any other show, but you can, like, drink and get fucked up. I would go to EDM shows completely sober for the rest 100%. of my life. 100%. 100% to everything you just said. And the fact that a lot of people do have this thing with EDM shows, thinking that anyone who's going is just going there to do drugs. Like, they're not even going for the music, mm. which is completely false. Like you just said, there's so many people there that do go completely sober. We've gone to many shows completely sober or maybe gone and had a drink or two. And I will be honest and say that I have gone to shows and maybe tried a little something something. And it's beautiful all the time. But for us personally, we go because we go to enjoy the music we go to be around people the energy support the artists that we love and i know those of you who are listening that feel that way can totally contest to that and how it is just something that you kind of become a part of once you start going to all these shows it's almost like an addiction in itself because you just want to go all the time and be around the energy i know we've used that word a lot but it really is one of the biggest things and my favorite thing about going to shows the culture in itself is so beautiful because okay so for those of you that know but those of you that don't there is this thing that it's called plur it's p-l-u-r it's an acronym it stands for peace love unity respect it is this thing where people at shows they'll have these little bracelets on and it's like a little handshake and then you trade the bracelets they call it candy and that just kind of like is like a bond between you and that person mal and i don't trade candy we're not really candy people but it is a beautiful thing and even if you don't do that i love the peace love unity respect aspect because i will say like mal and i've gone to a hell of a ton of shows like not just edm shows we've gone to a lot of hip-hop shows because even before we really got into edm which i think maybe was around like 2009 well to be honest, we've been in EDM our entire fucking lives. <laughs> true. That, that is actually so true. When you throw it back to the 90s, when techno was super big, La Bouche, Amber, The Real McCoy. The Real McCoy! Please tell me you guys oh know my that. Goodness. That, yeah, for sure. That's definitely, I guess, when it started for both of us is in the 90s when we were old enough to remember music. Yeah, and just... Going to, like, a hip-hop show, and maybe it's different now. I haven't gone to a hip-hop show in a long time. But I remember going to different, like, hip-hop shows and concerts or um, even just, like, a po- I went to a pop show last year. and Ariana? Yeah. And, like, the vibes, not the vibes, but just, like, the people are just kind of, like, these are our seats. This is where we are. This is our space. Leave us alone. Nobody talk to us. Which is fine. Like, if you just want to be left alone, that's great. But also, we're the type of people, if we go to a show 
and we see and you're next to us like and a song hits and we all love it yes why don't we just vibe together and that's the thing about edm shows is that you can be a complete stranger but then one song will drop and you'll look at that person and you guys will just like just you'll know the words you'll hold hands you'll probably hug and that's the thing that i love about that too is because like the festival and EDM community is so loving, so caring. If you literally go through a crowd and you're like, I need to find my friends. Like, I just have to go over here. They're like, come on, come on. Like, please be safe. Like, do you need some water? Do you need, like, a Starburst? Or, like, whatever. So but- true. There's always, especially at Bass Nectar shows, and I feel this is a thing at most shows, but he has a specific crew that they're called the base ambassadors and they're there specifically to hand out waters just to make sure everybody's okay. Because of course there are people that maybe are experimenting with drugs. There's the rare occasion, which is super sad to see, but it can happen where the drug obviously doesn't react to that person's body. Okay. So they're there to hand out waters and make sure that everybody is feeling good. And if anybody is feeling not good, they're there to help them through it and get them the help they need. So I love that about the EDM culture plur. It's me too. Basically, I feel like what you and I stand for. It, honestly, right. when like, it comes to everything in life, just being respectful to one it's another, just letting care people, of each other. Yeah, taking care of one another. Like, even if you were to walk down the street, sorry to interrupt you. No, but no. yeah, like Mel said, sometimes people try these experimental drugs and it's their first time, so they do too much or they don't know how their body reacts to it and they don't know how they personally will be inside of their minds. So mm-hmm. of course, they have these hard times, which. Another disclaimer, we are not advocating for you to do drugs. Yeah, exactly. We are just speaking the reality that we've seen at shows and the reality that we know can happen at shows, but definitely not... Yeah, we're definitely not yeah. advocating for anybody to we're go not out there saying, tonight. We're and- not saying go out there and do drugs, but it's a personal choice. If you feel safe and you feel comfortable and you're in a position where you do want to kind of test another realm... And you're with people that you know and you love and that you know that will take care of you if something were to happen, then that's on you. It's you're your own person. You make your own decisions. But like we said, you have to be careful because if you haven't done it before, if you don't know how to react, then don't because it's a very personal choice. And Mal and I have made our own choices in the past and we will continue to make our own choices in the future. So kind of just to wrap that part up is just be careful, be aware. And if you do choose to do what you want to do, we support you. We're here for it. Love that journey because it will be a really fun one, but also kind of be prepared for what may or may not happen. And like we said, just surround yourself with people that you know and that you trust and you love. But let's say, let's say that you weren't surrounded by those people. Let's say for some reason you get lost in the crowd Going to an EDM show, even if you don't know people, they would 100% help you. If they felt like you were not having a good time in your headspace or in your heart and you just needed to step away, drink some water, take a breather, fresh air, a complete stranger would 100% help you with that. Yeah, definitely when, I mean, I've been that person before where I've just gotten separated from the friend group. Sometimes it's on purpose because, you know me, I love to go roam around at some point. She's a wanderer. (laughs) I love to roam around. I just like to kind of shake up whatever space I'm in and go see who else is out there, what are the vibes like. But they're, yeah, especially if you're at a really large show with a very large crowd, 
it's very easy to get separated from your friends and then the phone service can be wonky, but there to me isn't, I know this might sound crazy, but there isn't a safer place where you could get lost because everybody for the most part is always so kind and you'll always find somebody to hang out with or help you find your way if you are lost. And I've experienced that on my Actually, I take that statement back. I don't know if I've experienced it on my own because I usually choose to go off on my own and then I always find my way back. But at least I always know that if I can't find you guys or it's a hard time getting back to you guys, I always feel safe. Like that is why I'll go and wander at an EDM show because I feel safe doing so Mm -hmm. because of the love that you feel from everybody in the crowd. And you can kind of just go stand wherever and it doesn't feel weird if you're just... Right. And I think this goes with any show. It's like, obviously there aren't going to be some good times or like you may not be around the best people but ultimately as a whole the community itself is just like so much love and just so much kindness that I think you'll be fine yeah wrapping that up the last thing I'll say that you really emphasized which is so important if you are going to try and experiment with something I think one of the most important things is being with the right people, people that you are genuinely close with, feel comfortable around. I just think that relaxes you more so than if you're in, I don't know, a new environment with new people. It could go either way, but Mm -hmm. if you are a new timer trying something out for the first time, I think being around people that you care about the most is probably one of the most number one things to keep in mind. You know what else I just realized that this like whole community itself is very much like hippies, like love, flowers, wilderness. The modern day hippie. Modern day hippie. Even not even modern day, like I've seen some old people at shows oh, and for I sure. love it. I love it too. They are our spirit sisters. I lo- <laughs> and they're probably the freest out of everybody because they're at that age where they're obvious, obviously there, so they don't give a fuck, and right. they're just there to let their hair down, and you can tell they've let their hair down for many years, and it's the most precious thing ever. I love when you catch, uh, I love when you catch an old timer in the crowd. It makes me so happy. <laughs> me too. I'm definitely gonna be one of those. I don't care. I will be 75. Like I may not be drinking or do anything crazy, but I will for sure be like in the balcony seats, raging. Like, lifting up my fucking cane. Yes. I literally had that image right when you said up at the top. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Sitting down with your cane. Raise it to the roof. Oh, man. Yeah, EDM brings me so much happiness. And I do love other genres of music. Like, hip-hop especially I do love. Mal and I did this, like workshop last week and it's like an inner peace workshop shout out to Krista and Lindsay from almost 30 for actually providing it for free and there is this little journal prompt that says what brings you wild joy and I wrote in my journal prompt going to shows festivals with my best friends and just being at concerts because that really does it brings me happiness and going to shows for me I might have mentioned this earlier, but just to touch on it a little bit more is personally, it feels kind of like an escape, not like I need an escape from my real world. I love my life and everything I have going on in it, but it is, it just, it brings out a different side to me where I can completely just let go and you, for the most part, forget about any stresses from your day or that you're going through in your own personal life. 
And that is something I truly miss the most. I just love, it just feels like a whole new world. You go in for the night and you can do whatever. And then when you roam around and meet new people, it's just, and you're just not thinking about the troubles in the world and the stress in the world. And right now with everything going on, I was thinking about this when you're talking, how great would it all be for us to all be able to go to a show together just to like let some heaviness go for just a night? I think it would do everybody so good especially our group of friends who are also so much into going to shows and even our friends who perform music I know how much they miss it Mm -hmm. and how good it would just be for all of us just to have a little taste of it for one night with everything going on and let our hearts be free for a night yeah I like the way that you said that because everyone is going through their own shit everyone deals with internal struggles whether it be like with their family their job their health, which, knock on wood, I'm very thankful for my health and my family and all the good things that I have been blessed with. But sometimes you just need a fucking night to just let go and let out your heavy heart. Or if you, even if you're in a great mood, because there's no better way to celebrate life and the things that you are blessed with than with your best friends at a show. Hallelujah! <laughs> so we have a potential festival that we're going to be able to go to in September which I think as of today everything's still good to go and wow y'all I cannot wait to be in the trees with my friends music blasting hair waving neck breaking body rolling (laughs) rolling in rolling in the dirt like our homies from New Orleans it was so swampy there because it was such a rainstorm the first day we got there. So it was a basically it was a mud pit and we all just had to wear like combat boots the whole weekend, which was amazing. And we saw a couple girls, which I loved. They were just truly rolling in the mud. Yeah. Did, <laughs> I mean, hey, do your thing. Just- it was beautiful. That's what we talk. That's definitely a full definition of self-expression right there and then giving no fucks. Yeah. She really did not. I wait, wait, I just thought of something that was actually kind of sad about the one girl in the mud. <laughs> so the last night we were there, it was actually during Post Malone set, and I left Christine so I could go use the restroom. And there was... <laughs> no, I was with you. Oh! Because I saw it. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was alone. I, no, so, I remember. Oh, my God. So walking out of the restroom, I go down the steps and then I just hear, I feel it actually, I feel a large thud just slap. Boop. And I turn around and this poor fucking girl had fallen, I don't know off of what step, but she was like a starfish face planted into the swampy mud face down. I felt so bad for her. I helped her up. Like you mentioned earlier, how somebody helped they fall out. I did help her up. And I told her, she just like looked at me and she didn't say one word. She just kind of like had a half smile, half frown and like her hands in the air. I was like, you are a beautiful princess. Go slay. And she just like gave me a thumbs up and walked away. She didn't say a single word. Oh my God. I remember. Oh my God. I do remember. My little mud princess. <laughs> I hope she's doing well today. I wonder where she's at. The only reason I'm laughing so hard is because 
my personal experience witnessing that was just like, <laughs> I was just like a bystander. Over by the trees. <laughs> I just remember turning around and Mel was helping this sweet, precious angel baby. And I like was like confused because I was like, what is going on? I <laughs> felt it in my body when I heard, uh. when it was like you heard it, but I truly felt it. And I knew that when I turned around, <laughs> it was going to be bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> poor but girl. At least, like, after it was all said and done, like, she was still in high spirits. Like, she, she was, was still ready to just She go, had, like, like a half head. smile, half round, like I mentioned. And then <laughs> she just went about her way. Oh, man. What do you think? Obviously, this year. Well, we did get. Okay, so we did get a chance to go to some shows this year before quarantine happened. So let's not count this year because honestly all the shows that we did go to so far in 2020 have been fire Mm -hmm. but what would you say was your favorite show of 2019 if i just had to name one okay give me your top three okay top three of course base nectar freestyles is in the top three as well as alice in wonderland at red rocks that was my first time seeing her blew me away she is a queen a star i love her her name is alice in wonderland get out of here that's my favorite disney movie loved her and the number three i guess probably going to voodoo festival it's so hard to choose there was i feel 2019 for christina i was actually the year that we went to the most shows so it is a tough it's tough to pick just three, but I would say, yeah, Bass Nectar, Alice in Wonderland, and probably Voodoo Festival. I have one that I know you're going to love, and you might regret not putting this on your top three. Oh, fuck me. But, yeah, so I actually just had to quickly look at my recap I have on my Instagram, because we did go to a lot of shows. I would say my top three shows definitely was Seven Lions. At Mission Ballroom. Yeah. That was just such a good show. It was at a cool new venue that's here. The vibes were so high and great. Like, all of us in our friend group were just on a level that is so hard to explain. And, like, when you and your friends love each other so much and accept each other for who you are, it's something very special to experience. So I would say Seven Lines is definitely a favorite. I went to Beyond Wonderland last spring with two of my besties, Connie and Lukey. Obviously, if they're listening, hello. But that was a fun little festival in California. And then third favorite. I will say freestyles too, only because one of the days got canceled due to some technical technical difficulties. He broke the venue. That bass too heavy. <laughs> and just that, that weekend as a whole was so much fun and amazing and hilarious and like definitely some special memories. The best weekend. I that love one. that weekend. And the first night... That was the first time seeing Bass Nectar where we were that close. I'm yeah. always kind of somewhere in the middle, closer up front, or kind of lingering in the back. I bounced around, but we were right up front. And so when he came out, the bass is nothing to mess around with. It truly vibrates in your whole body. It's probably pretty damaging to the ears. <laughs> oh, the vibrations. Yeah, oh. the first night was something special. And then since the second night got canceled... They, him and his team pulled it together last minute to still give us a third night at a different <gasps> venue. And it was kind of a dark party because they couldn't have all the lasers. So that was a sexy vibe on its own. Oh, man. Also, though, Dead Mouse was so much fun. That was Dead such Mouse, a good vibe. All the Post random. Malone. Post Malone. Well, we saw him at Voodoo, but 
Actually, I wanted to say this when you brought this up earlier about the crowds at different genres of shows, Mm -hmm. because we both are huge also lovers of hip hop and rap and definitely grew up on that still deep rooted in my soul. And not, I went to, let's see, I went to Lupe Fiasco in February and our great friend Corey, he goes by the name of Hype, he opened for him and that was such a fun show. The crowd was amazing. So many beautiful people. But speaking on, sometimes I just think it can be hit or miss where the crowd can be different. Like how you said, these are our seats. This is my area. Get away. I remember that at Post Malone. We went and saw him last summer in Cheyenne, Wyoming. It was so random for Frontier Days. And I think because, no disrespect to Wyoming, they obviously, though, don't get huge concerts. So I just think having an artist like Post Malone come through, the crowd from the people that live there were just on another level. But man, the rudest people. It was nobody would let you through. Whereas an EDM show, for instance, it's so easy to just glide through. Everybody just flows together because everybody knows how it is. You have to get to your friends. It's not like you're trying to be annoying and be like, oh my God, I have to get up front. It's normally people are just moving around constantly. So we're so used to that. And so I was so taken back at Post Malone (laughs) in Wyoming where I had that experience with a woman who was actually pregnant and we were just trying to get by totally nothing bad happened but she was so rude ready to fight me and at any second I was just so taken back I was like whoa I am not here to fight we are here to see Post Malone we were just trying to slide by and find our friends lady so I just wanted to mention that because I think it can be hit or miss I think in Wyoming they're just not used to getting concerts I think in that in that realm so the tensions were high So let us know what your favorite artists are and if there have been any fun festivals or shows that you've gone to. Maybe if EDM isn't something that you're into, we can help you be into it at some point because I think that everyone has like a different threshold for EDM. Like I remember when like way back in the day, I was almost too afraid to go to like an excision show. But now I crave it. I'm like, I need it in my body, yeah. in my veins. That was the last show we got to go to before we got Quarantine locked up happened. raw. <laughs> locked up raw. So, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. Tell us your favorite artists, your shows. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to mention. Tell us. Because Mal has a fully launched and ready music site. Oh, thank you. But, yes, congrats, Mal. So her website is launched. For those of you that don't know, she's music.with.mal on Instagram, and she makes some really, really great curated playlists on Spotify, EDM, but also not EDM. She has some great Kickback Friday playlists. Kickback Friday, that's where it all started. So shout out to her, and honestly, your site looks so good. Thank you. I Thank you so much. I wish I could take all the credit for how amazing it looks, but... The girls who created it, they live here in Denver. They're sisters. Their company is called Peanut Butter Creative. I found them through Instagram, and we started connecting right before quarantine, and we did everything over emails, and so I would love to shout them out because, to me, I'm just so impressed with how they took just a few questions from me about what kind of colors am I into, what do I like doing for fun, like who, what kind of people do I like to be around, those kinds of questions, and they just turned it into their own thing, and it turned out 
exactly how I envisioned, especially when it came to the color scheme, because I love bright colors. I love pink and I love neon and that's totally exactly what they use. So shout out to them. And I'm very excited for this new site. The one thing I'd like to mention about it before we wrap up is one of the main reasons I wanted to create this site was to have a spot where I could get a little bit deeper with my playlists and creativity when it comes to music because you can only do so much I think through Instagram and a lot of times that's not even permanent when you're doing stories and those kinds of things. When we have shows back, when show schedule is in full throttle, there will be a calendar on my site that you can go to if you live in Denver or if you don't live in Denver and you just want to know what's happening here. And it will have pretty much every main venue on there. There's so many venues in Denver, so it's kind of impossible to put every single little one. But for the most part, every venue that um, you've heard of will be on there. And also a couple venues in Boulder and then Belly Up in Aspen, which I've still never been to. That was on my bucket list for this year. Could happen at the end of year, fingers crossed. So I just wanted to mention once we're back up and running with shows, that'll be a main resource of the site. Once we have shows back up and running, that will be a go-to spot, I hope, for people where you can just go and see all the venues listed in one place. Because for me, I thought that was a really important thing for people that like to go to shows to have so you don't have to bounce to each separate Instagram page for each venue or each venue's website they'll all be in one place together and that's a wrap my sister yes I love it okay uh we didn't get to talk about what we were sipping on today Mel made us I came over and Mel made me a beautiful pink cocktail and at first I didn't know what it was so I just put it in my mouth and (laughs) (laughs) as you do But it was very delightful. Do you want to tell everyone what you made us? Yes, I will tell the crowd. So we made a little pinky-dee drinkity. (laughs) It was a splash of, well, more than a splash of some nice cold gin on ice with a little sparkling water, which was the flavor of the sparkling water is strawberry cucumber. And for those of you who remember Shasta Soda, it reminds me of a strawberry kiwi Shasta Soda, but not as sweet because it's Uh, sparkling water okay okay. and then a splash of pink lemonade so that was our cocktail of the evening i love it oh and how could i forget we are about to sign off and when we sign off oh yeah this is if you remember from the beginning if you're still listening thank you (laughs) thank you this is the second thing mal wants to talk about we are going to my favorite place today is the first day that they are reopened illegal pete's if you live in colorado or arizona shout out you know it's my number one spot i love it so much their margaritas keep me going and they've been closed the last three months not even open for takeout so we're heading there after this for a couple margs Christine's going to have to roll me out in a wheelbarrow. She's ready. <laughs> we ready. We've been talking about this for a week. We're like, June 18th, baby. Oh, and... Okay, on a quick serious note, too. So tomorrow is Juneteenth, which, um, for anyone that doesn't know, it is actually, like, the official date of the ending of slavery. So shout out to anyone and all. We're just sending out our love to you because Juneteenth is a very important day in history. We want to make sure that we touch on that. And on top of June 19th, this will mark eight years that we've been in Colorado. Eight years, my guy. Eight years. Can you believe it? 
Maybe Eight years we'll- ago, we packed up all our belongings. We had a moving truck, and we bounced out of Billings, Montana, and moved to Denver. I threw up as soon as we got into our apartment that night. Not sure why. It was a great time. <laughs> Eight years. I think we'll probably reminisce on this when we're at dinner, and then probably the next episode we'll talk more about it, but... June 19th is a very important day in history, but also in our hearts. And it's also Mal's half birthday. So let's go celebrate. (laughs) Let's go celebrate. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Hit us up on Instagram if you would like to. We are at One Cute Drink, and I am Music with Mal. I'm Christine underscore Moa, M O U A. Slide in my DMs. Slide in mine first. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Send us a group chat. Okay, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.